now it's time for us to discuss more of these headlines and simple keywords with Adam joining us via Zoom. Good morning, Adam. Good morning, Lena, and happy hump day. Happy hump day to you. Did you hear our question unboxing prompt? Uh, when you have I, to... I just missed it, unfortunately. But, uh, please. Uh, not to <laughs> put you on the spot, um, but when you have to choose one or the other, it's A or B. You cannot do a merging of both worlds. Did you go after your dream job or were you incentivized by higher paycheck? Ooh, you are putting me on the spot there, aren't you? <laughs> Gosh. You chased um, your dream. Yeah, mm. I think. Yeah. <laughs> I can't save you from that. <laughs> it is a mixture of both. Yeah, Yeah, so, it, it really is. But I guess the point is because when you're first getting started, it's all very easy, right? You reach for the stars. Uh, this is your dream job and you get it and you're like, okay, what's next? And naturally, you would think, oh, I want to buy things like a home, and it costs yeah. money. <laughs> I'd say, yeah, exactly. I mean, there's something, you do have to worry about the pay, but uh, mm. yeah, I say I'm uh, en route to mm -hmm. my uh, dream job, uh, but I'm I'm almost there. Okay, okay. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for the answer. That, yeah. That's a cop-out answer, isn't it? But... <laughs> Listeners, I'm also putting you on the spot. Uh, dream job or higher salary? That's the big question unboxing topic. Um, as for the World Expo, we also certainly reached for the stars. Yeah. Uh, valiant effort, I must say, though. We'll get to that story first. This is our first pick of the day. Expo bid failed. So despite years of lobbying and promotion by Korean politicians, businesses and celebrities, it was really nine years in the making with a growing emphasis in the last year or so. Busan lost its bid to host a 2030 World Expo to Riyadh. It wasn't really a close race, was it? What's the latest? Yeah, I mean, we've been doing a lot of reporting about uh, how good Busan would be for the expo, but... Uh, the big elephant in the room is that Riyadh was a very strong contender in the first place. I mm. mean, it was a very, uh, it was a it was a favourite uh, to win the the bid, uh, and we didn't really mention that a lot. But that was always uh, in the back of the minds of sure. uh, these Korean lobbyists and uh, the Korean public alike. But yes, uh, it's uh, it was a widely expected decision, but. Uh, 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 a good effort by uh, Pusan, nonetheless. Pusan sure. uh, did garner the support of 29 voting members of the VIE. Riyadh got 119 votes outright in the first round of voting. Uh, Rome won 17. Uh, Korea thought that the first round actually might be close, and it was hoping for a runoff uh, vote, a uh, second round of voting, but it turned out Riyadh uh, won by a large margin. They needed uh, two-thirds to get that outright uh, victory. Uh, they managed to do so. Now, speaking to reporters after the announcement uh, of the results, Pusan Mayor uh, Pak Jun said the campaign efforts were not in vain. He vowed to continue building up global networks and explore the possibility of making another bid mm. for the 2035 event. So the one after uh, the one that will be happening in Riyadh. Now, Prime Minister Handok Su expressed disappointment, but thanked everyone who supported it. He also uh, stressed the value of the diplomatic ties Korea and Busan have been able to develop through the campaign. Now, Korean campaign has tried to convey a message of hope and vision, believing that their country's um, economic achievements from the ashes of the Korean War could be an inspiration to uh, other countries. Mm. Uh, also, in their last-ditch effort, they had brought in high-profile figures such as 
the former UN Secretary General Pan Ki-moon, the SK Group Chairman Che Tewan, as well as K-pop star BTS mm. for the final presentation uh, ahead of the vote. Now, the presidential office also acknowledged their efforts and thanked supporters who stayed up late to um, watch the vote results. Now, Busan did enter the race uh, kind of late in July last year. That's when kind of the active campaigning right. kind of kicked off and uh, did have a tough challenge of going up against the uh, deep-pocketed South uh, Saudi Arabia, which had initiated a significant marking campaign from the early stages. So they basically had a head start. Mm -hmm. Now, during the process, though, Busan has garnered a lot of support uh, and interest as mm -hmm. well from the world. So their efforts weren't completely in vain. Certainly has put Busan more so on the map than before. Mm -hmm. um, so that is something... Uh, to take from this journey. Busan's mm, uh, name value is certainly higher than before. Sometimes you wonder, I mean, the, the Cannes Film Festival, was it always this massive? Absolutely not. It takes years and years of campaigning. And so I just have to make that comparison because, well, Biff is kind of a big deal. <laughs> yeah, certainly. Yeah, so it certainly has uh, it's more than... Uh, so it certainly has... Uh, garner the interests of uh, a lot of people worldwide. So it could be a very popular mm. tourist destination because of it. Even more so than before. All right, let's move on to our second keyword of the day. Armed border troops. So North Korean soldiers in the Joint Security Area at the Truce Village of Panmunjom have been seen carrying pistols, raising further tensions along the border. So higher security at the JSA. What's the latest, Adam? Right, so you usually see these photos of soldiers from both Koreas standing along uh, the JSA, uh, the area where uh, you see those blue huts uh, mainly, um, and they were uh, unarmed uh, since this uh, joint military agreement was made, but uh, Yonat News reports citing multiple South Korean and American military sources that since the latter half of last week, North Korean soldiers have been carrying sidearms while on duty. This is the Latest in a string of moves by Pyongyang to resume military activities paused by that military agreement. Now, the move coincides with the regime's decision to restore uh, frontline guard posts in the DMZ, something that we mentioned yesterday. Now, South Korean soldiers, though, on the other hand, in the area remain unarmed. So it is one-sided at the moment. Now, the UN command, which is in charge of the JSA, is reportedly weighing options while Policy monitoring Pyongyang's moves. The National Intelligence Service here convened a meeting of senior officials where they stressed the need to prepare for any possible military provocations by North Korea. Defense Minister Shinoshik strongly condemned the North, saying any careless maneuver that undermines peace is the beginning of ruin, in mm. his words. And he ordered the military to retaliate if the enemy made any uh, provocative moves. So at the moment, it seems kind of like a, a Cold War kind of scenario where and the North is kind of beefing up its uh, arsenal and arming themselves uh, from the frontline troops. Uh, but we'll have to see how South Korea uh, responds and what more moves mm. the North has planned. All right, let's move on to our third keyword of the day. Visa renewal. For highly skilled workers residing in the U.S., domestic visa renewals might become a little bit more simpler. The U.S. is planning to launch a pilot program allowing foreign workers on short-term work visas to renew their visas without visiting their home country's U.S. consulates. Uh, can you tell us the details of the plan? 
Right, so State Department officials uh, announced that a limited number of what's known as the H-1B specialty occupation workers will be allowed to uh, renew their visas in the U.S., possibly from next month or January. Now, the pilot program will run until February of next year with about uh, 20,000 short-term employment visas. Now, the initiative plans to expand the program uh, to more types of work visas. Also, the U.S. will maintain... Uh, the exemption from visa interviews for individuals who have previously visited the country uh, if they meet specific conditions. Um, This year, the U.S. granted consular officers the authority to waive visa interviews for foreigners applying for short-term work visas or student visas. Now, the pilot program is one of many measures the State Department is looking to add or continue with the aim of driving down wait times uh, for travel to the U.S. That is basically the main goal of uh, or the main aim of this kind of pilot program. Uh, they, uh, the U.S. specifically, particularly, has a lot of wait times for travel to the U.S. from neighboring countries like mm. Mexico. Um, a Federal Register notice with details is expected to be published next month. Uh, the State Department issued nearly 7 million non-immigrant visas in the fiscal year of last year, and almost half of them received an exemption Um, from interviews. Uh, The department is also working on a pilot program to introduce digital visas instead of paper visas that are affixed to these um, passports. So we'll have to see how well it works and if it works uh, when it is implemented. All right. It's a pilot program, so we'll see come next year. And let's move on to our fourth keyword of the day. Food price control. So the Korean government is intensifying on-site responses to stabilize their food prices, ensure that shrinkflation is left in check. Tell us more. Yeah, so this is forcing some manufacturers to actually halt their plans to increase prices. So the government is basically breathing down their throats, saying, please do not increase prices even more than they already have. Now, officials have been visiting some food companies in person to request cooperation in stabilizing prices. One of them uh, includes the big ice cream manufacturer, Pingere. Now, Pingere had increased the prices of ice cream products such as Melona and Together, uh, these old school ice creams, as they're known here in Korea, Mm. due to increased raw material and labor costs earlier this year and last month. Now, these types of ice creams, they're considered to be Uh, Yes, old school, but also cheap and cheerful as well, but not so much cheap and cheerful anymore. Now, the government official that visited uh, a Pingere factory vowed to support the company by coming up with ways for them to procure uh, ice cream milk uh, more affordably as well. So, of course, one of the main causes of the uh, planned price increases because uh, ingredients have become more expensive. So the government is basically saying, control your prices and we'll control the supply stuff. Now, the uh, food ministry says... Um, The rise in the inflation rate of dining out prices exceeding the overall consumer price inflation rates uh, as a significant burden uh, on the livelihoods of ordinary people. Now, as the government pressures the food industry to refrain from price increases, some companies did actually announce plans for increases, but later uh, withdrew them. Examples include Otogi, uh, which had planned to raise the prices of 24 convenience store products starting next month, but cancelled um, this decision. Puma One, uh, a dairy company, had also planned to increase the prices of three yogurt pro- uh, products from uh, 2200 won to 2300 starting next month, but withdrew uh, the plan. The firm stated it was to reduce the burden on consumers and cooperate with the government's price stability uh, policy. Um, but uh, those are just a few good examples, but there are still concerns 
over shrinkflation, though. Uh, Finance Minister Chugungor said the government is considering regulatory measures for shrinkflation, which he described as a deceptive uh, sales practice. Shrinkflation being where the quantity of a, a product might shrink, but the prices will remain the same or increase. Now, he added that plans to present the measures next month after discussions with industries um, and consumer organizations. All right. And with that, we move on to our final keyword of the day. Energy Corporation. So Korea and Indonesia have decided to enhance their cooperation in the fields of energy and mineral resources. Can you run us through the details of the collaboration? Right. Well, this came after the two countries held the 14th Korea-Indonesia Energy Forum uh, in Jakarta yesterday. They discussed cooperation on the supply chain for key minerals and other raw materials. They also discussed establishing hydrogen production facilities and cooperation on nuclear power, including small modular reactions. Now, Seoul aims to open the door for domestic firms to export hydrogen-powered vehicles and facilities to Indonesia by building related infrastructure there. Uh, Indonesia is a mineral-rich country, making it a highly valuable partner for related Mm. cooperation. Both nations are also set to launch a joint mineral research center in Indonesia uh, for high purity nickel production for secondary batteries as well. Of course, Korea is uh, trying to boost its um, manufacturing capabilities uh, and ties with other countries in terms of future technologies, such as the secondary batteries essential for electric vehicles, as well as other kind of power sources for Uh, these vehicles as well, including hydrogen. And Indonesia is abundant in these resources. So it makes sense to uh, boost cooperation with it. Thank you very much, Adam, for today's coverage. I apologize for putting you on the spot. Tomorrow I won't do it. (laughs) (laughs) I feel a bit uncomfortable, but I'm okay. I'm over it now. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Adam. I'll see you tomorrow. You're very welcome. See you tomorrow. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.